I'm your host, Riem Zinlabidin, and you are listening to Tech Tag Podcast. Today, our guest is Ata Makorchan. She's a software engineer at Live Intent, and she has an interesting journey. I'm very happy to know her in person and to work with her as well. And she recently gave her first talk at a Scala conference. Let's meet with her and learn more about her journey. Hello, Atta. I'm very happy to have you today. Uh, welcome to Tic Tac Podcast. Hey, William. Thank you. For uh, those who don't know you, can you introduce yourself and uh, tell us some fun facts about you? <laughs> My name is Ata, short for Astrik. I come from Armenia. That's kind of a fun fact because a lot of people happen to even never heard of it, the, the country. <laughs> I actually thought Romania. No, Armenia. Armenia, <laughs> that's okay. What, that's what I get so much. Like, <laughs> is it Romania? Is it Albania? Well, it is Armenia and a tiny place, so it's not very known. Mm. And uh, which language do they speak there? Well, we speak Armenian and uh, we have our own letters and alphabet and, you know, language. And it's a 3000 years old nation. Mm. I know that you speak French also, right? How many yeah, languages do you speak? <laughs> well, I know five. Wow. Interesting fact, right? Yes. This is turning to a fan fact. Yes, it would be Armenian, Russian, uh, English, German, and French. That's cool and interesting. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, now, currently, what is your current role? I know that you, we are working together, but just like to get to... Yeah, for everybody else. Yeah. You know, this last uh, Scala conference, when I was speaking, there was a section to write down uh, your role. And I wrote down universe engineer <laughs> uh, because I changed my position and uh, languages so much that... At some point, I didn't know if I was a QA or if I was a developer or mm -hmm. I was just a team of one person doing whatever is needed. <laughs> right now, I'm between development and QA, I would say mostly development, doing Scala backend cool stuff at Life Intent. Nice. It seems that you have an interesting journey. Let's start from the very beginning. How you got interested to choose uh, something related to tech? Yeah, it's an interesting one. So my father, he used to be a programmer in the very early stages of it. I don't know if anybody knows, but he used to tell me like the computers were a size of a entire room and uh, you know with, with very little processing power but very huge uh, you know machines and i think i i followed his steps uh like it was my first intuition to follow his steps because uh he was helping me um, 
a lot at school, like we would do advanced mathematics and physics, not not just the school program, but something advanced. And it got to the point where I really loved mathematics mm-hmm. and uh, a bit of a merit way. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of logical that I just continue with it. So I went to another city to study applied mathematics and software engineering, computer science studies, and did my master's in computer science too. During my master's, I had to work, Mm -hmm. I would say, to provide for my family. So I started working when I was studying, and that's how I got into tech. What was exactly you have to do in that job? So it was a part-time job at first because I was working at the same time in the university and studying and then I had work. And it was a QA job with mix of automation and manual QA for an American company, one from New York, I think. And uh, I was lucky to get it without having any prior experience. So I thought I would uh, stick with it at least before I finish my study. It was kind of a convenient uh, position for me as a mm-hmm. student. And uh, I could uh, take care of myself with my uh, income mm-hmm. and uh, not just of myself, but of my sister and my brother who were studying too. So it was a good um, start for me. However, it was not my dream to continue to be a QA. I mean, not that there is anything wrong with it, but I didn't feel that was my thing. Mm. Did you have uh, that time a specific thing in mind that you wish to do instead if you have the choice to do? Yeah, so during my study and time at school, I I love to solve problems. I love to challenge myself. And in the university, of course, we had a lot of projects to do real development work. And that was something that interested me most. So I wanted to do peer development, learn about front-end, back-end, like everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I had to continue with the job I had and just like look forward for a chance to switch someday. I see. And uh, do you remember some challenges that you faced during your first professional experience there? Um, actually, no. I mean, regarding the job itself, like getting the job done, there was not many challenges because, you know, when you are 20-something, mm-hmm. you have so much energy, like you can, you have time to work, to study, to whatever, right? So much life in you that uh, I never felt uh, overwhelmed with uh, studying and working at the same time. I think the challenge for me was getting introduced to hierarchy in a big company and uh, learning the rules for it like coping with it and being strategic about it and not mm. letting things get under my skin like not not letting things bother me too much like i don't know micromanaging or uh, some kind of uh, work conflict you know yeah 
So from that you started to develop some soft skills to be able to deal with uh, different challenges with uh, people or uh, things like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there is no other place, I think, to learn those skills than uh, to start early and observe and learn, do mistakes, learn on that It's good that at the same time I was kind of shaping uh, up as an adult and as a professional so I could pick up really easy like I didn't have already set some kind of mindset that I could kind of develop going on mm -hmm. professional skills and soft skills. So I think soft skills was a bit of more <laughs> challenge than the programming skill. Yeah, I agree. After uh, you finished university, you continued uh, working for that company or you tried different things? So there was, uh, one, it's still there, one company in Armenia, it's called Pixart. And uh, you know how there are hype places to work at. And Pixart was like the hypest place to work at at the time. Like very free culture, friendly and I had a lot of friends working there and heard a lot of good things. So I had a dream to work for Pixart after I finished my studies. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, I got my diploma, I think it was um, December. And on the New Year's night at, in the same, of the same year, I wrote a letter to Pixart, very short one, uh, which just said, Dear Pixart, here is my CV. If you like it, please write me back. If you don't like it, please write me back. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> when the holidays were over, they actually wrote me back. And uh, yeah, the process started. I got hired there and I didn't regret any of it. It was a really positive change in my career where where I still was doing QA and that was what I was hired for but more automation oriented with Java and uh, it helped me to get better at Java quite a bit. That's really inspiring how you like the company and it is one of your dreams. It was brave to write that email and it worked Just to go yeah. for it and you get that job. I feel inspired by this. <laughs> uh, thank you. Even I feel inspired. Like <laughs> it's, it was a it was a brave thing to do. And yeah, one has to believe. One has to risk. One has to be bold to get what they want. I guess. Yeah, totally. I agree. And then how did you progress in your career? So my plan of my life was to finish university, get some work experience and move to Europe. Mm -hmm. So while working for Pixar, I was already looking for a job in Berlin mm -hmm. uh, and specifically in Berlin. So I only left that company to move to Europe. Well, finally, when I found a job um, in Berlin, it was uh, quite quick uh, for me. Like I think with, within one month, I moved to Berlin and 
that was also like a fixed idea mm -hmm. that I had to follow. I thought whatever happens, Berlin is my city. Somehow I had this feeling that Berlin is going to be the, the right place for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I went for it without ever visiting Berlin, actually. I just went for it listening to myself. And it was a great idea. Yeah, it, it feels like your gut feeling knows it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There is a connection somehow. This job, was it uh, at Life Intent or? Uh, it, was, it was a little company called Bonial, also very nice place. And uh, I am forever thankful to them to give me the opportunity to live in a city I love. So I got hired as a QA because that was the experience that I had from the previous years. And that's what counted. That's what enabled me to move here. I spent just nine months in this company because... Um, I felt like I was not really growing much mm -hmm. with my uh, programming skills. And uh, I changed my job. I uh, applied uh, for a position at Wayfair. It was a full-stack developer's position. And you would think from QA to full-stack is kind of weird. But they were looking for a kind of a junior person who could do diverse things, a little bit of front-end, a little bit of back-end, a little bit of testing, bring in, a, bring in testing culture to the team, improving processes. So one, one position for like a consultant's position of sorts. It was probably the most difficult interview in my life, but it was so worth it. I uh, learned a lot there. I was doing PHP and uh, JavaScript with React for front-end. I loved the job because I got to have uh, access and uh, I got to have tasks to do so many different things. And I got to learn a lot of things. That, that was the benefit of it. And then Corona happened. Yeah, story of everybody's life. And uh There was a massive crisis at Wayfair. They let go, I think, 40% of people. And a lot of people just left. The, we thought it's a sinking ship, you know, which yeah. it wasn't actually in the end. But who, who knows, like uh, with uh, such huge companies. Yes. I don't know. So I left uh, for live intent. Before we move to the next job, do you remember some challenges that you have faced because of the process of moving to a new country? And like, is there a difference in the culture? I'm asking this just from my perspective, um, mm -hmm. because I see there were there was a lot of difference from my experience. Did you uh, experience that? Um, I don't know if it was my enthusiasm or it was for real, but from the first day on, I felt like uh, Germany or Berlin was very welcoming to me. Mm. I hear from a lot of people that, you know, they are not so warm, they are not so caring. It's hard with the language. It's hard to adopt the bureaucracy You know, there I I know people face a lot of problems, 
maybe I even had those problems but didn't notice because I was too excited just to be mm-hmm. here and I didn't see them as problems I saw, saw them as normal you know day-to-day little things to solve on along the way yeah I didn't face really such a big challenge that would uh, stay on my mind and I could uh, actually talk about. I'm happy that you have this mindset. It's like you are focusing on the things that motivate you. I remember the story. There are two friends who are looking into um, someone who is offering free bretzel and uh, there is a huge queue and the person who noticed it thought it's very interesting to have a free bretzel but the other person thinks about how much long the queue is to get there mm-hmm. and the person who was focusing about the bretzel to get the bretzel didn't have any problem to wait in the queue mm-hmm. just like uh, it it reminded me of this story yeah true <laughs> yeah and uh, was there a difference actually also about um the people in Armenia, where there a balanced number of, I don't know if it is the right word to use, of uh, women working uh, in tech companies, or it is, uh, it is the same as in Berlin? You, d- you didn't feel there is difference? In the overall company, like company level ratio of women and men, I would say was roughly the same. However, if you look at the development team there is a very little amount of women and uh, it's the same also i guess in every country because that's what the job suggests it was the same when i was studying like in my university we were i think three girls and 20 guys in in one group Mm-hmm. And that was also the case in in our team going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also the case right now <laughs> in my team. I guess it's just the way it is. It uh, didn't change much. I see. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because actually in Tunisia it's different because I studied and worked there with more women and three or four oh. guys. And it was interesting. interesting. Yeah, really, I didn't notice that there is uh, this much difference. But yes, um, but you are right. Like most of the countries uh, haven't the same. Uh, I think um, if there is a country that has many tech companies and mm-hmm. there are many tech people already there, it happens that they, they were men and then there was the idea that it is mostly men's job, but because in Tunisia tech companies appeared late and also the computer science appeared uh, when I was there, when like, Um, and it was late. So people had the choice and there is no stereotype. There is nothing like we have no idea if we should take it or not. And then there is no, um, we didn't think that it is mostly men are there so most of the people who doesn't know what to do, like me, <laughs> went for computer science. And uh, and then it became like uh, diverse a lot. Like it's a lot uh, and mostly women, actually, uh, from what I saw in at university and 
at my uh, the company where I worked on. But it's interesting concept. <laughs> oh, it's like a completely the opposite uh, side. But you are right; that makes a lot of sense because for us, computer science was there forever. Mm-hmm. Science was there forever. Uh, and it's kind of a tough thing to study and to do so and if because it's tough it would be a man's job sort of because women would go for more like language oriented or geography or uh, you know teacher something like that and the men would do mm-hmm. the the tough uh, job sort of uh, which I mean, it's not great, but that's just how it it developed. And I remember a lot of time people would be so surprised to learn that I studied computer science, mm. and even they would say to my face, like, "Isn't that a man's job?" Mm. You know, it it happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how how they perceive it. But uh, yeah. it's also interesting. There are like many women who are doctors and like science and like human body is more complicated than computers. <laughs> and <laughs> True. <laughs> and I don't know why like this. Uh, yeah, I see many people get, uh, they g- get surprised and they question like, why would you choose this or, or something like yeah. that? Yeah, you are right. And it's weird. It's like, uh, I guess doctor never gets asked, like, why? Or it's a man's job or anything. But Mm -hmm. somehow, yeah, for computer science, it was the case. Historically, I would suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud of you that when you started your journey, you were focused on what you want. And you were not focused on the things that are there and how society would go for, like many people would suggest for their daughter to be something specific and they follow that path. But no, you choose what you are interested in and uh, it's really a good way and the right way to to do it. Thank you, I appreciate it. And uh, I assume your next job is Life Intent, as you mentioned, that you moved from... Wayfair to Wayfair didn't uh, stop following me <laughs> um, <laughs> because uh, we work still with Wayfair at Life in Town. Yeah. Um, no, it's a good thing. I loved my time at Wayfair, but I love my time so much more at Life in Town. Mm. Actually, I I have great position that helps me learn, helps me be creative and independent Mm -hmm. I feel like I get so much opportunity to just try what I want and so much help with it this is the first place that I could fully focus on development in and I was given the chance I was again hired to kickstart testing framework that would Mm -hmm. help test uh, backend solutions that life intent had but uh, already like changing my my job for the third time or fourth time i didn't want to start uh, from ground up right i wanted actually to negotiate to have what i really wanted so 
when I was getting hired, the deal was, okay, I will write this framework to test things and then switch to development. So that was kind of the deal all along. And that's how it happened. And I appreciate that uh, nobody, you know, stepped back from mm-hmm. uh, from from what the deal was. Yeah, and I like that you are still remembering that passion because you sometimes like during university we get like passionate about something and then because of work we might forget about it or something like this. Yeah, uh, but. I like how you mentioned this in the interview and I'm happy that uh, they kept their promise and you are uh, around uh, people uh, like there is guidance in the team and yeah I I knew all along that uh, this is what I wanted to do even uh, during work like I would study myself there was for example when go started being popular like I was like what is go So I would just write little programs here and there to learn Go, to see what it is mm-hmm. about. And every time there was a new trend, so to say, in programming, I would mm-hmm. give it a chance. I, I was always interested to try something new, like to be kind of a language or technology agnostic, you know, not be a... Java guy or JavaScript guy, but just to be an engineer. That's really good. And later you started learning Scala. How did you make that decision? Uh, was I was prepared for it because uh, Scala is what we use at work and especially appreciated because it's such a new way of thinking for me, functional programming. I never, I've never done it before. So I was extra curious uh, about Scala. Mm-hmm. I should say, though, it was very hard. Yeah, just it's still hard to grasp those complex terms of functional programming and just like change your way of thinking completely to adopt that. Yeah. but it's super interesting, and there is endless path of learning and getting better even you compare like the same library or way of doing things from three months ago and now it's so drastically improved that it inspires you you know in mm-hmm. in Scala I feel Yeah, I can see that. And uh, I see also your enthusiasm about Scala because I see your contribution in different projects as we work together. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I really admire um, how you took a step of starting given uh, tech talks and uh, you just gave a talk in a, in a conference. How was this experience? <laughs> yeah, experience was... Uh very scary <laughs> like the whole thing actually starting out with Scala I mean I didn't think to give up but there were moments that I thought maybe I'm just not meant for this because uh, I had to read the same thing so many times and I had to try it out and still like uh, a lot of times I had no idea to how even google my compilation <laughs> But uh, where it comes, 
over time, you get used to it. You 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 learn a lot of people think at work also they say, "Oh, you are brave that you switched to uh, to Scala from QA." Maybe I'm brave, but I, I, on the first place, I, I was just self test, like testing myself, mm-hmm. not giving up and just going through with it and it paid off very soon when i took part in scada conference i got suggested by uh, our um, team lead i should say to uh, introduce like to speak about the project i did at life intent so mm-hmm. Well, it, it's, it was just not just me but uh, i was the most junior person to do it uh, and uh, I would take tasks that are not my level but still try to deliver them so I got to contribute a lot to this project and they thought it's worth that uh, I am the one to speak about it from a perspective of a beginner Mm. and uh, yeah yeah it's uh, I like how you challenge yourself also and um and uh, i know there is a, a lot of work you had to to do and a lot of different situations you went through that you have to understand different concepts and uh, ask yeah. questions but you are uh, doing great uh, at uh, at work and in your progress and it's really thank good to see uh, how you are growing and uh, this thank you do you have like next challenges yeah i think speaking on a conference was huge uh, it was so much stress and so much reward it this inspired me to continue to come up with better subjects to talk about and be really part of community mm-hmm. and just like be more active give more public talks which is very scary, but very exciting. So I think next challenge for for this year would be to contribute more Mm -hmm. to different projects and uh, to try take part in the next conference to come. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe in you and uh, all the best for this. So to wrap up, uh, do you have any advice for people who are starting their journey? And uh, if you have something that you wish, if you have known before? So I have one general advice and I myself, I wish I, I did it earlier, which is to challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. People get comfortable at a job, at a position, and never try to pursue what they really want. And uh, I mean, they, they have a job, it pays the bills, pretty convenient, you know. Yeah. There is still something on the back of their mind where they would never uh, go for it because it's hard, you don't know what comes, what if you fail, you know. Yeah. So my advice would be just life is too short. You have to do what you like 
in a place you like, surrounded with people you like, and just enjoy the job you do. Because, I mean, you spend the most of the day on it. So it has to be really give you a good feeling yeah. right in the end of the day. Yeah. So for me, I wish I did it earlier. For any personal reasons, I didn't have a chance. I couldn't leave uh, my job and start from zero because I would have no financial support for somebody else. You know, I couldn't just go any lower with my salary but do what I like just for uh, personal reasons. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I still wish I was more ambitious earlier than now, but it's okay still and um, the next advice i think i would have for women specifically mm -hmm. because i have a lot of friends women who work in tech and i hear a lot about discrimination that it's not um, that they are not treated equally because obviously like if there is a any kind of conflict that at work between two men they can just go outside and say, hey, man, so I didn't like what you did there. Mm. You know, it's very easy conversation. And when you have the same between men and the woman, a lot of time, at times the woman is confused how to approach this problem. Mm. They might just like take it in, try to cope with it, try to find the, their mistake and, uh, you know, just try to overcome it innerly, not talk about it, not, like, speak up about it, which is too bad. And, uh, I, like, I have friends that would have burnouts because of this, just because they are women mm -hmm. and just because they are used to reacting to things like, Okay, so this must be my fault, right? Mm. But, but even like being surrounded with all men, being the only woman in the team, I just want to advise that woman to not be a victim of stereotypes and be bold and speak up, not blame themselves when it's not the case. And just like be themselves, not let this fact of being minority mm. affect their work or the level of enjoying that, that work. Yeah, I really like this advice. Yeah, you can relate, I guess. Yeah, and uh, like with uh, this, I think it's very valuable that you share about this uh, perspective, it can uh, inspire other women and uh, you are brave. And uh, Thank you. I wish you all the best. Thanks so much. Thank you for your time and I enjoyed talking to you. <laughs> Thank you also for, for this opportunity. It feels good to say things out loud sometimes because otherwise one doesn't have a chance. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.
I'm looking forward to our next episode with a new guest and new inspiring story. Until then, stay safe and stay tuned to our next episode. Tic Tac, tackle the inspiration.